Welcome back to the Torchbearers Podcast, where we are carrying the testimonies of Jesus from generation to generation to uncover the depths of God's nature, character, and values. We pray that in each episode, the Holy Spirit inspires greater expectation of God's active presence in our lives. In Christ, we are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the Father and receive the good things He has for us. Let's jump in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Torchbearers Podcast. We are so thankful to be back with all of you today. We have a full booth, and we are so excited to jump into this conversation uh, with our special guest today, Armando. Yeehaw. Armando is my twin sister, Allie's husband, so he is my brother-in-law and, and since and, August. Yeah, since August. And I love him, and he loves Jesus, so I'm super excited to hear Amen. what he has to say today. Uh, we also have Lauren, our producer, with us. Rockstar. What's up? everybody lauren is the best we could not do this without her she's a rock star so we're sending love her way as well and also in the booth we have my son brave he is here with us you might hear him he also has good things to say even though he's only a month old so uh that's a fair warning for you but mondo thank you for being with us today we are so excited to have you in person yeah it's really fun um I mean, we love we love all the tech that comes with it. So, um, yeah, Mondo, do you want to give us a brief introduction of who you are? Uh, what do you do? Where are you from? Yeah. Tell yeah. our listeners, please. I shall. What's up, listeners? What's up, guys? Um, <laughs> so, obviously, you know, my first name is Armando, last name Garza, um, middle name Noah. If you needed to know that, that's great. And here we are. Um, <clears throat> and so, my birthplace or hometown if you will is brownsville texas so i'm yeah. a texan through and through uh i did spend some time in southern california a few years so was out there for a while and now uh my wife and i we both live in dallas texas it's a little suburb outside the city called farmer's branch not necessarily a suburb but something like that smaller city yeah smaller city <laughs> yeah <laughs> Awesome. Like what that. do you what do you do for a living, Mondo? So I work at a coffee shop called George Coffee and Provisions. It's the best. Um, if any of you that are listening work there or have been there or want to go there, um, you'll see some of my friends and coworkers there and me maybe. Uh, <laughs> I also coach CrossFit at a uh, CrossFit gym out in Dallas, Texas called CrossFit Love Field. So let's go. Let's go. Um, CrossFit is, it seems like so intense and, uh, Mondo's really good at it. So <laughs> it's always fun to watch. You can follow him on Instagram and see his <laughs> CrossFit escapades. <laughs> Do as you will. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, while you're looking him up on Instagram, we're going <laughs> to let him jump in and Mondo, we'd love if you would share your testimony of Jesus <clears throat> and what he's done for you and yeah. how God has showed up for you. Yeah. So, um, essentially to summarize before I jump right in, what uh, the goal is, what I'll be talking about is th that God's love, um, God has been a like a lover of my soul uh, throughout my whole entire life. Um, so essentially, I uh, to bring it back to the start, uh, I was raised Catholic. I didn't really know a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, I was a CEO Catholic, so we went to church every Christmas and Easter. 
um, CEO, Christmas Easter only. <laughs> oh, I was wondering, what's the O? <laughs> I love that. So I was raised Catholic. We went to church every Christmas and Easter. And then in eighth grade year, I uh, I got the opportunity to go to a youth uh, camp in the middle of spring with FCA. Uh, yeah. And so... Which is which stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes, for okay. those of you who do not know what FCA is, um, <clears throat> and so we went to a youth camp in the middle of the spring. <clears throat> and so, what uh, what I, essentially I signed up for it in the in the fall. Didn't really know what I was getting myself into, and so I uh, didn't really know God. Didn't really believe in God. Was kind of depressed and sad, and a little a little bit of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> was just had a sailor mouth, uh, didn't really have a filter for anything. Uh, and then I go to that FCA camp and someone shares the gospel the first night. And I knew that I instantly needed to give my life to Jesus. Wow! I was like, Oh my gosh, like I need what this is. And so I give my life to Jesus that night. And so ever since then I went back home, a totally different person. Um, I was like radically in love with Jesus. I wanted to know more of Jesus. And mm-hmm. all throughout high school, I was I was this kid who was kind of, I was kind of silent because I didn't really know much. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm a Christian, but all these people around me aren't Christians. So I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> I was just trying to go through the motions of being a Christian in high school. And then my senior year of high school, I was like, I want to give my everything for Jesus. And so I... Uh, I just threw throughout everything that I knew to be like dignified and stuff. And I was like, whatever, like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to follow God. I was leading, I was leading the FCA group at my high school. I would share messages, uh, every FCA and then share messages at, uh, field of fields of faith and things like that. Yeah. Uh, fields of faith is a, <clears throat> uh, gathering where, uh, student bodies uh, gather all across America at like random stadiums in high schools, middle schools, you name awesome. it. Um, it's like one day for FCA groups to get together on a stadium. It's really rad. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah, it's super cool. So I would share messages there. Uh, and then I knew that I was made for something different. I just didn't know where I was supposed to go for college. So yeah. after high school, I graduated or before I graduated high school, I was like, for sure, I'm going to Hillsong College. And the Lord redirected my steps and sent me to a small Bible college in South Dallas. And essentially the summer before I was going to that small Bible college in South Dallas, uh, it's called Christ for the Nations Institute. Um, So they call it CFNI for short. Um, So at CFNI, before I went to CFNI, I was dating this girl, um, was in a relationship with this person, obviously, I'm married to a different person, praise God. Um, but I was in a relationship with this person and they were taking up a lot of my time and it was it was good, but uh, ultimately when I got to CFNI, I was distracted and I was missing out what God was doing in my life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends and people that I knew uh, were like going to chapel early. They were praying, they were hanging out with their buddies and I was like FaceTiming, trying to talk with my ex-girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and or my that that girl at the time that I was in a relationship with. Uh, and then ultimately I was like, dang, like, what do I need to do? God, what do you want me to do? And I talked with somebody. He's a buddy of mine. Uh, he says, hey, bro, like, if, if God's telling you to be with her, be with her. Like, if he's not, then don't. Like, just make a decision. And I was like, oh, 
okay. So I go up to my room, we, t- we get on a call and we break up that night <clears throat> and the next few weeks, it was like the floodgates of heaven opened up. I wow. don't know. I can't explain it. It was like ultimately the distraction and the, 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 the thing that I poured out on her, it transitioned over to Jesus. And I've had the, I had these radical encounters with Jesus that changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. I had moments, uh, at chapel in chapel at CFNI where I'd be weeping on the floor because God had affirmed me and who I was as a man Mm. and who I was as a son, uh, according to what he says. And, and it changed my life forever. And then fast forward to, um, when God ultimately launches me out of CFNI and into a lifestyle of missions, I was, um, I just knew I had to live for something different. And, uh, um, what's it called? So I go, I pray and I'm asking God, God, what do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Um, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. And, uh, he opens the door for me to join a missions organization in Southern California. Uh, and so I was there for three years, uh, a part of a missions organization. We were traveling, we were traveling, sharing the gospel on university students, our university campuses and high school campuses all across America. And my last year at that, uh, organization, uh, I was in a relationship that was crazy. Uh, we were in tons of compromise, tons of sin, mm. uh, personal things that none of my leaders and my friends who were in my life knew about. <clears throat> and ultimately, it led to me going down this rabbit hole of uh, sexual sin in my own personal life. <clears throat> and ultimately, I we she finds out, we break up, and I have to leave that mission, missions organization because they were like, hey, bro, like, we want you to get some heart work. And I was like, okay, I will. <clears throat> and so I decided to move out to Dallas, Texas and change my life and make make the the wrongs right, if yeah. you will, yeah. uh, in, in, uh, in the season that I was afforded. And so I moved out to Dallas, Texas uh, with the goal to fall in love with Jesus again. Like, I knew that I needed... Jesus, not some formula or something because I had tried everything, every formula, every other um, self-help stuff and ultimately none of it helped (laughs) when it came to sexual sin. None of it like helped or none of it um, really did, did damage to that part of my life. And so I just decided, okay, I need to, I need to do what my leader said. Uh, and move and p- submit myself to this personal growth with God. Yeah. And God has been so faithful in his love and showing me his love in that way. Um, when I moved out to Dallas, there have been so many moments where I had wanted to quit. <clears throat> I've wanted to give up and I had wanted to choose the easy way. Mm. And I was like, God, like, I don't know what to do. I'm not a part of a missions organization anymore. I'm not in a you know, setting where people are holding me accountable. I can do whatever I want. Um, and, and I, and I, and it was hard. It was like hard to try to like fight for community like I had in that organization. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, God, what do you want me to do? Like I needed, I need to like, I need not to quit, but I want to quit so badly. Yeah. And it was just his love that kept me, you know? So, that's kind of like the story, his faithfulness, his love. Um, yeah. It's my testimony. That's so good, Mondo. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. 
I I mean, the very last thing that you said, it, it was just his love that kept me. Yeah. How, I want you to expand on that, if you can. Like, what do you mean by his love kept me? Was it like you mm-hmm. spending time with him, mm-hmm. like experiencing his love? Was he telling you? Like, how did that yeah. give you the strength that you needed to not quit? Yeah. You know? Um. So all throughout my life and my relationship with Jesus, uh, I've had personal encounters and corporate encounters uh-huh. that shifted the trajectory of my walk and or life with him. Um, <clears throat> there were, there have been moments, like I said earlier, where God spoke uh, identity and affirmed who I was as a man. There were moments where God spoke calling and destiny. And there were moments where God just showered me in his love through his presence. And I remembered those moments. Like when it came, when, when the rubber me- met the road, when I was by myself in my room and there was that thought to, to quit yeah. or that thought to like, to like do something else and give up on my calling. Yeah. I remember his love just washing over me mm-hmm. in one moment and it changed everything. And I remember the moments where I was in the prayer room by myself and nobody was in there and it was like five in the morning and I was just praying and being with Jesus. Um, I'm even thinking about it right now. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to cry, you yeah. know, because it's like those are the moments that like ch- transforms a human, a, a person. Yeah, it transforms a man or woman who's willing and able to submit themselves under uh, Jesus <clears throat> and pursue Him yeah. and and look to His love as as the ultimate satisfaction to anything uh, that the that the world has to offer. It's literally there's no comparison, um, and so. In those moments when temptation to quit arose, God's love and the remembrance of his mm-hmm. of his like his tangible presence and his tangible love had impacted my heart and it, and it made me realize that everything that I have gone through and that no matter what his love will keep me that's so good regardless of whatever whatever mistake I've made will make regardless of if I don't do this certain thing or don't fulfill this certain thing. God's love will never leave me nor forsake me um, or he'll never leave me nor forsake me in his love. There's nothing that can separate, separate me from it. Yeah. Doesn't matter who, who will arise against you. Right. Yeah. Nothing can separate you from his love. That's so good. Mondo's <laughs> quoting Romans eight. If you're not super familiar with that passage, I'd love to just read it for us. Send it. Um, it's getting there. Oh, okay. Here we go. Romans 8, starting in 31, it says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, 
overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. That's good. That's it. That's like mic drop right there. <laughs> Paul, Paul did it. But I, th- I think, Mondo, what, what is standing out to me about the idea that it's God's love mm-hmm. who keeps us. I really liked, I mean, this that was Romans 8 in the NLT version. Mm-hmm. There was a line in there that said, God himself has given us right standing with himself. Like yeah. we are we are at peace with God in terms of how he views us and how we view him. Yeah. That's having right standing with God. And when you're saying God kept me, mm. I'm like, where did he keep you? He keeps you right there yeah. in right standing with him. Yeah. I mean, uh, man, there's there's just so much that I, I, I'm like, wow, like God is, is so good. Cause, yeah. Because I. I look at other people's, and this is not a comparison thing or anything like that, but I, you just see it. Like, you look at other people's lives and who has, like, what people have been through and and how, like, people have been in my shoes. Yeah. I've talked to people who have been in my shoes, and I've talked to people who have had the same experiences that I have, have that I've had, um, and, and, they, and they put themselves under this sort of idea and or thinking that, that um that ultimately will uh will deter them and uh, will destroy their life and yeah. what i was what i was trying to say was that <clears throat> people give themselves over to um people give them, sorry i'm just, I'm just <laughs> sorry this is this is brave he's really resonating with what you're saying he's 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 a grain in the spirit for sure the baby you got to love it it's family time man i know it's good what you're saying yeah um, but what I was saying was that um, people have been in my shoes. People have been <laughs> been in this sort of same sort of like life that I've been in and lived, um, <clears throat> and they chose the wrong way. They chose the wrong path. They chose to agree with their own self help and their own self light or light yeah, yeah. and and things like that. And and they just decided to. Roll with that versus submitting yourself under God's love as yes. a father, yes. as a friend, as a savior, and as a king, and decide that He's going to He's going to take care of you. He's going to help you. Yeah. He's going to give you freedom. He's going to give you joy. Mm-hmm. Because people like we have this thing in our life where <clears throat> it's you self you you self medicate you self free you give yourself this light you give yourself this joy. But ultimately, you can. Our our own. We have been. We have it's been. It's not enough when it comes from yeah. ourselves. Like we, it's not really <sighs> satisfying. Because I've tried it. Yeah. I in in my own personal life, I tried everything. Like yeah. When it came to sexual sin and all that stuff, I tried everything. I had, I'd, um, I'd, you know, I'd delete my social media for a while. I'd download the thing i'd do the thing i'd pray as much as i could and uh, and all that stuff is good and necessary don't hear what i'm not saying like for any of you that are listening don't hear what i'm not saying if you 
if you feel like your leaders are telling you to submit under that stuff, you should. Yeah. Um, but ultimately what it comes down to is that heart posture of Jesus. I want you above my sin. I want you above this. I want you above that. I want you above my money. I want you above my, my, uh, my time. I want you above my family. There were moments where I was like, man, like God, like I, I really like the Hillsong college thing. Like I really was willing to go. Like I thought God was telling me to go and I wanted to go and I had to wrestle with my family and they were like, you're going to Australia, huh? That's quite far. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, anything for God, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and I, and, and even with the, like with these things that I, that I, that I feel like God is calling me to do, uh, as, as far as us, um, in our family, uh, Allie and I, in our family, um, I just think, man, like, it's like God is like calling us to do those things. Are we going to count his love as far better than a paycheck or as far better than the approval of family? Yeah. Jesus says, if you love, if you love your family more than me, you're not fit for the kingdom. Mm. If you love me more than so on and so forth, you are right. Yeah. So Jesus says, and I think the beautiful thing about that is we can't get to the place of loving God more than everything else by ourselves. Like it's actually the, it's the mercy and it's the grace of God for him to pour out his love to us. And that's the only way that we can love him. Like the word says we love because he first loved us. We can't love God without actually first receiving his love. And that's what I think is so powerful, Manu, about your story of, you're like, okay, I have to go get hard work. I have to go be with God. Yeah. I got to figure this thing out. And and it's the grace of God that he was like, it's actually less of you and more of what I'm going to do yeah. in you. And and it's you, but like you said a few things about you, um, you experienced his love through his presence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's powerful because pe- I think we ask questions of like, how do I know I'm experiencing the love of God or how do I experience the love of God? And I, and I think that can come in so many different ways. Like, we can read the Bible. We can connect with God through worship or through running. Like, whatever it is, how you connect with God being in nature. But ultimately, when you're connecting with God, there's there's a thing that happens yeah. in the Spirit where God comes near. And it's that manifestation, that tangible presence of yeah. God where you don't know how to describe it except maybe you have a physical sensation or you're like, oh, I feel the love of God. Like, what does that mean? It's like, no, God is coming near and you don't know how to describe it, but it's just, you just know that it's God. You're like, this can't be anything other than God. And I think when you, when you get to that point, like if you, if you're experiencing God, you're like, oh, this is God. That's when you get to the level of like, this is ultimate satisfaction. I yeah. have, there is nothing on earth that I would want more, um, more than this. And there's so many scriptures in the Bible that's like, Lord, you are my portion. There's nothing yeah. I desire on earth aside from you or yeah. more than you, you know? Um, that's so good. And I think it's like, yeah, we have those moments of encounter with God. And if, and if you listeners, if you haven't had that moment yet, like God desires to give that to you, like ask the hungry shall receive, you know, go read Matthew, Matthew seven of like, if you knock on the door, it will be opened for you. And Matthew five says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. It's like God desires this encounter for you. 
Um, but it's like yeah. when you're out of that moment of, mm-hmm. oh, God is near to me right now, that's when the remembrance comes in, like yeah. what you were talking about. And it's and it's a discipline, I think, Manda, I think that you practiced really well to remember God was near to me in that moment, and that's what changed it for me. He poured out his love for me. How can I not yeah. give him my everything in return? Um, when you, So oftentimes when you experience the love of God, yeah. there are some people that, that ultimately don't feel anything, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. The one indicator, however, that you know that you've been experiencing the love of God and you've been experiencing God's I say, I would say, uh, like t- touch, like mm-hmm. his hand mm-hmm. over your life as you start to see this fruit come about, right? What's There's, the fruit? What's the fruit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Goodness. Goodness. Mercy? Galatians 5.22. There it is. There it is. No, is that uh, 5.22? I don't know. I'll check myself. She's check. Mondo, you keep going She's going to fact check. Yeah. Um, but it's the fruit that comes about when you begin to experience the love of God. Um, there was a guy that I met one time, um, in, uh, in another part of the world. And, uh, he's a radical man. This guy loves God so much. He's dude. I have a message from him on my voice memos and it inspires me to this day. Like I, I'm like still changed from that. Those words that he said. Um, but one of the things he said was, uh, Ever since he got saved, there was he's never had a day where every moment he wakes up, he doesn't feel peace. <clears throat> like every moment he wakes up, his mind is at ease. He has peace. He has joy. He has all the fruits of the Spirit yeah. that come about through the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. And so, for I mean, I share these things as a testimony yeah. because ultimately it's not just me. And it's not just that person that I met over in another part of the world right the himalayas um it's not just that 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 person and it's not it's not even made for another nation or another place i experienced god in my own bedroom in brownsville texas yeah not not everybody knows where brownsville texas is (laughs) i experienced the love of god because i asked him for it yeah i had encounters where i was um where i was meeting jesus in a real way and ultimately, like, I asked for those things. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, if you knock, seek, and ask, the door will be open to you. So anybody that is listening right now, like, seriously, what I would encourage you to do is stop the podcast right now. Yeah. Go, like, turn off your phone and go be with Jesus and ask him to meet with you in this way. Like, pray the wild things. Like, one some of the things that I prayed, I'm like, God, you better change me or I'm going to die. Like, God, you better do this or I'm, I'm. I'm like at the end of myself. <clears throat> That's a God. I need you to show up. Like, That's please, it. like you, I need you. And that's that prayer of desperation and it, God, God, that's a hunger. That's yeah. a hunger prayer. And God feeds the hungry and he responds to the hungry. Exactly. It's the hungry that gets fed. Exactly. It's because he loves his children. Yeah, he, does. he longs to be with his children. He longs to feed his children. He longs to, to, to comfort his children. Yeah. He longs to shower his children in affection. The reason why you might not be experiencing affection is because you haven't asked for it or you haven't submitted yourself to him. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, just go like read your Bible or go like pray and be with Jesus. Like it's as simple as that. Like the practical things that you can do is like Jesus, I'm going to go spend time with you 10 minutes a day. Right. 
it's not it doesn't have to be an hour, two yeah. hours, three hours. You can get up like if you if you go to work at like eight AM, you can get up at like six thirty, make yourself a Keurig cup of coffee, do it. I don't know. I don't make Keurig coffee at I think it's gross, but um, <laughs> that's beside the point. Sorry, Keurig. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Uh, but the point is, is get yourself a cup of coffee, yeah. go and be with Jesus, and over a period of time, it's like it's like you see the return of investment. Mm. Like you cat you you put your money into like your time is money. You put your money into that those moments with Jesus, and over a long period of time. The time might expand from 6.30 to like 6.40 to like you're getting up at 4 a.m. every morning just to be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like you are longing to be with him. Like every night before you go to bed, you're like, I cannot wait to be with Jesus. I'm going (laughs) to set my Bible out. Like you become addicted, right? And that's the the beautiful transaction that I had in my personal life was instead of like, you know, binge watching something or I still – watch movies. I'm a hypocrite. But um instead no. of like binge watching no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> instead of like binge watching like a show or instead of like waking up and you know scrolling on Instagram, which yeah. I still do every now and then. I'm sorry guys. Um it's your <laughs> desire changes. Yeah. Your desire becomes for God because you've tasted God. Yeah. Which is he's supernatural and he's bigger and better than anything in this world. So yeah. your desires change and they become for him. You start to hunger. It's yeah. like you, you start to become like, it's like Pavlov's dog, right? You hear the bell, you yes. wake up, and you're like dripping. You're dripping. You're, you're, you're salivating yeah. at the mouth just to be with Jesus. Yeah. You long to be with him. Anyway, that's short. That's beautiful. I, I, I love, too, that one line you just said is you become addicted. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about is, Mano, you were saying you're sharing overall like how how God is the lover of your soul. Yeah. And I think when we think about relationships, like if you've had a crush or if you've ever been in a relationship, um, you you start craving yes. time with that person. Like I've been married to my husband for just a little bit over a year now. And so we're, I mean, we know nothing about marriage. We're taking <laughs> all the advice. Feel free to email it to us. But it's Same. like he comes home from work and I'm like, hey, how are you? Like, I miss you. Like, what's yeah. up? Like, I love, I love spending time with him. And I think he's funny and I can't get enough of what he says. And, yeah. you know, it's just like you become addicted. And yeah. that that's like a, that's like a, it's a healthy thing when it's like in the presence of God, it's in covenant, you know, right. but um, it's that idea of like my example of me loving time with my husband is supposed to be a picture of how much more we are to love time with Jesus who is the lover of our souls like he's yes. the one that we need to become addicted to because actually I can't love my husband Jeff very well if I yeah. don't love Jesus because I don't know how to Same. love if I don't love Jesus Same. you know um so it's it's like the it's when you repent right the word for repent mean is metanoia it means to turn uh-huh. so when you turn from a certain way of life into nothing it's like you have nothing to turn to, so you turn back to that way of life. Versus you turn from that way of life to Jesus. You see his beauty. You see his worth. You see everything about Jesus. And you're like, oh my gosh, why did I waste my time on stupid stuff like that when I could be pursuing the love of God every day of my life? Yeah. 
That's so. good. And yeah. I and I just want to like I want to go back to the idea too of um, encountering God and and what's produced from encounters with God and and just an encouragement, especially if you've been seeking God or if you feel like you're asking to experience God but you don't feel like He's showing up. Well. That, I think it's so important what you said, Mondo, about it goes back to the fruit. And it's not necessarily an overnight thing. Like, yeah. as Christians, we are called to persevere and run the race that's marked out for us. Yes. Throwing off everything that hinders, yes. every sin that so easily entangles. That's Hebrews 12, yeah. Um, but it's, it's so over a period of time, like, don't give up. Like, yes. just the way Mondo was like, I wanted to give up, but I didn't. And I yes. kept not giving up. Don't give up on seeking God and asking him to show up because over time, even if you don't recognize it in the moment, mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say. That's right. And you look back and you can start to see like, wow, this journey with God has produced patience in me. Or it's produced it's produced um, gentleness or faithfulness. Like even my perseverance in prayer. That's the faithfulness of God being produced in you through the Holy Spirit living in you. Yeah. Um, so just... Just an encouragement, like if you're not feeling like anything physically or like you don't feel like God is near, I would I would encourage you to look back over a period of time and ask yourself, do you see these fruits of the Spirit? Which, by the way, I, I did fact check myself. It is Galatians 5.22. Let's go. Um, but, yeah, there is no law against all those fruits of the Spirit. And mm-hmm. so um, just an encouragement, like God will. Yeah. produce these things in our lives because he is faithful and he loves us too much to not to not do that 100%. for his kids especially when we're asking and 100 percent. it's it's the lover the lover of our souls when jesus comes near this is what happens galatians mm-hmm. five twenty two. so i just i love that mm-hmm. jesus being the lover of our soul Amen. mondo another thing i wanted to ask is you you had this experience. You grew up as a CEO Catholic. You know you, you accept God at an eighth grade youth camp, um, just amazing. And then it's this journey of you learning how to spend time with Him, learning how to receive love from Him, learning how to repent, turn away from other things, mm-hmm. to turn to Jesus. And I guess I'm just I want to know how how has your life changed as a result of you experiencing God as the lover of your soul like what has transformed within you or how you approach him yeah um that's a good question uh so i guess you could say at first it was this like i was very i would I, it would be like i don't want to approach god like i don't know you know, like, he's kind of scary. I, I mean, I don't know how to explain it because when I was in high school, like, all throughout my life, it was God, like, was, God was so near to me. And uh, he made it very clear to me that he wanted me to come, yeah. like, come closer to him. Um, <clears throat> and so when I would draw near to God, I would just go in and read my Bible and plug in and listen to worship music like especially when i was first saved i was like chris tomlin like let's go like i'm listening to bangers awesome. from k-love you know yeah. <laughs> i was like i was jamming out to k-love and experiencing the love of god and i was like oh my mm-hmm. gosh this is amazing yeah. and i was just like freshly saved and it was awesome and i was experiencing his love and so i think for me i wasn't necessarily scared to approach god when i first got saved it came naturally 
uh, for me. But for some people, it might not. Like for some people, they might have shame and guilt and condemnation. I certainly did at some points. Yeah. Um, and, and when those moments came, I just pressed in. I was like, okay, like I have shame, guilt, condemnation. I'm still going to come to Jesus mm-hmm. no matter what. Because the enemy gives you shame, guilt, and condemnation. Like, the enemy wants you to draw farther away from God. The enemy wants you to think that you're not doing anything. Like, right, when you're spending time with Jesus and you're praying and reading the Bible, the enemy's like, that's useless. Sure. He's going to be like, dude, that's useless. Why are you wasting your time? Right. And I'm he's like, the father no. of lies. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, like, this is, this is so beneficial in the long run. And I'll t- and it, and, it, and it is it it became that way and every, it like that's my life now is like I want to be with Jesus no matter what I'd rather be with Jesus than be with some of my friends like especially in high school I was trying to hang out with some of my friends and I would try to go out <clears throat> to places with some people that I tried to hang out with and they would never text me and I was like okay I'm just gonna spend time in my my room praying and reading the Bible yeah. and it was the best time of my life I'll just be here with Jesus <laughs> it was awesome yeah. dude so like. Don't have that. He's the best friend. I guess, uh, long, like to answer your question, it didn't really, it didn't really, I wasn't really like necessarily having a tough time, um, experiencing and drawing near to God. But when I did, I persevered and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to shy away. Like I can't, you know? Yeah. Like Jesus, I like to summarize, I think what you're saying is because his love kept you you were able to persevere. And yeah. that is what transforms within you is that that ability to continue on and to endure and to press in even when you didn't want to and you just decided, you know what? I don't care what I want. I'm going to press in. Like yeah. I actually, I know that deep down I want Jesus and I'm going to go for it. And I just commend you, Mondo, for your your perseverance and your faithfulness. And I think that's, I think it's encouraging because so many of us at, at different times, like we don't want to, press in like yeah. we're tired yeah. like this world it, it like drains us sometimes but if we if we do press in god has pleasures forevermore you yeah. know like in the psalms it says there is a river whose streams make glad the city of god like yeah that river it's the power it's the holy spirit and the holy spirit's living inside of us you yeah. know like he can produce he can produce fruit in us and and transform us from the inside out Amen. So good. As as we end our time here, Mondo, would you be willing to pray for our listeners that they would experience Jesus as the lover of their souls yeah. and the lover that keeps them in right standing with God until yeah. the end? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, God, I just thank you so much for all of our friends that are listening. <clears throat> and um, first of all, if they don't know you, God, if this person that is listening doesn't know the love of Jesus that saves them. I just want to encourage you specifically that you can know this person, Jesus. You can know Jesus who saves you from sin, from death, hell, and the grave. Um, and you can be bought into this new life of in Christ Jesus. All you have to do is repent of your sin and turn your, turn your life over to Jesus and believe that Jesus is the Lord and that he has risen from the dead and you shall be saved. The scriptures tells us that. And so if you if you don't know Jesus and you're listening to this, I want you to pause this, take a moment, repent of your sin, turn your life over to Jesus, and say, Jesus, I declare you as Lord of my life from here on forward. 
But for those of you who are Christians and want to experience the love of God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would just fill your heart, <clears throat> that the Holy Spirit would fill your mind, and that the Holy Spirit would just transform you from the inside out, and that you would recognize the new creation that you are in Christ Jesus, and that you are no longer a slave to sin, but you are a slave to righteousness, a bond servant of Christ, and that you belong to his love, not the lies and schemes of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so right now, in Jesus' name, we just break off that that uh, that thing that has clouded their mind right now in Jesus' name. We just pray that, Holy Spirit, that you would fill their mind and that you would fill everything in their heart that, 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 that tries to cloud out this love that is a fire, a burning flame that, that, that pursues them all the days of their life. And I pray that you would fill them with this flame of first love. Mm. Just like you did for me, just like you did for my wife, just like you did for Alexa, you'd fill them with the flame of first love fire and give them a single focus, a single gaze in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mondo, thank you so much for coming on here and, and sharing your story and for sharing about what Jesus has done. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you've loved learning about how uh, Jesus is the love of our souls, and it's the love that keeps us. And so we hope that you are encouraged that you are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the Father and receive good things from Him. Tune in next week. Amen. Amen.